I used to have nothing. And then I got this job. This family. And I was better because of it. Tell me, how did you keep your heart? What you taught me kept me alive. about you every day of my life family back together again don't make a scene you made a scene didn't you be the first to experience black widow tonight Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're about to listen to Treks and Sci-Fi, your weekly dose of geeky goodness. Today is July 11th, uh, 2021. Yeah, 2021. I had to check that for a second. Yeah, of course. It is show 825. So uh, kind of changing plans here a little bit. A couple of things. First, it's not a guest cast this week. It's me. Um, and that a guest cast with Mark will be next weekend. Second, uh, the original idea for today's show was going to be about time travel and mostly about time travel on TV, but other things maybe a little too. But um, I have since discovered (laughs) I did a time travel show. I thought I did. I guess it's just been on my mind for some reason lately. Uh, But um, uh, back on show 631, which was in April 9th, 2017, Show 631, like I said, there was a show that I did all about time travel, TV, movies, uh, a little bit on books. I think I was reading some time travel books then. But anyway, if you want to go back and listen to that, so we're not going to do that this week. This week's going to be pretty casual. Um, I'll talk about some recent things. The Black Widow movie I'll talk about, which uh, and it'll be spoiler-free. Uh, review, because it just came out a few days ago. That's what you just heard at the beginning of the show. I, I saw it on Friday, yeah, Friday, July 9th, basically the opening day. They do shows on Thursday evenings, but I didn't go then. But um, I'll talk a little bit about that. But the other idea that I had this week is I've been noticing, well, noticed forever, really, from TV, movies, and so on. This would have probably been a good subject to do a little bit more in depth, but I think I'm going to try to do it sort of casually. <laughs> that's called no prep really um at least in my mind I'm, pre- I'm prepping in my mind as we as I talk but um that's called multitasking right uh, but um the my idea is using um the use of modern uh not modern really that's not the right word to use the use of of music and not like um orchestrated soundtrack type you know music which is which I've covered Vartok is covered quite well, but the, no, they used to basically just songs, songs in television that they use, songs in movies. I just kind of want to comment about that, maybe play a few things, um, talk a little bit about the idea of using, um, say, uh, a song that's probably either either current or, or to kind of set the mood a little bit. I'm noticing that in some shows that I've been watching lately, and, I, and I've always liked that technique, but it's also got some drawbacks that, you know, and I'll talk more about that later. The biggest one is 
sometimes later when they rerun, especially television stuff from long ago, they, they don't have the rights to that music. They had the rights to use it, I guess, once, but not, a, not always. Anyway, that was my idea or is my idea for today's show. We'll talk a little bit about that. Talk about some other things, what what I've been watching, what um, what's going on in the world, and and so forth. Here on Treks in Sci-Fi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Scotty, beat me up. Fascinating. Stand by to receive our transmission. All right, everyone, I am back again. Welcome. Thank you so much, uh, as always, for downloading and listening to the show. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, that's at patreon.com forward slash treks and sci-fi. And thank you if you do. Thank you if you decide to do that. I very much appreciate it um, for those that do that. And speaking of that, let's see, in two weeks, we're going to do a Patreon chat. So Patreon folks... I'll put out a notice on Patreon. I'll try to do that later today. But, uh, yeah, we'll do a little chat about what everybody's been up to, what's going on, and that'll be in two weeks. Next week, like I said, it'll be a guest cast. So so what's up? What's been going on? How's everybody? Are you getting uh, getting all vaccinated? Hopefully hopefully everyone listening is, is vaccinated. It's still um, – I keep hearing about a lot of other regions of the world having problems and, you know – Mostly those areas have not had the ability like the U.S. has to, you know, get people, everyone, you know, if you want, get vaccinated. So uh, that's, you know, that's probably kind of telling you you should probably get vaccinated. Uh, it's uh, I, I've been to so get this. So I've been to for the first time in about 17 or so months. I've been to two movies in less than a week. <laughs> yeah. I think I mentioned it on that. I did a kind of a repeat show last week, but I think I mentioned it that I'd gone to see the Fast and the Furious movie, the new one, F9, or whatever the heck title they gave it. You know, there's all these um, Dom memes out there because of he, he likes to use the word family. He's like, you know, it doesn't matter what the odds are as long as we got family kind of a thing that um, that he says in these movies. And so there's been all these things about, you know, him doing impossible stuff. You know, but it's okay because he's got family. <laughs> I just, but the odd thing, so, so that I saw last weekend, and I saw on Friday, I saw Black Widow, and and there's Black Widow, as you can see from the trailers, it's a lot about family in that movie. It's basically we learn about Natasha Romanoff's family, or it is, uh, you know, it is about that a lot, and. The, uh, you know, the character Black Widow is an interesting one. Scarlett Johansson's been playing her for a very long time now. And then, of course, here's a spoiler for Endgame, which was two years ago more than two. So I feel it's safe, you know, but she she dies in that movie. So this movie is set, and I don't think this is a spoiler. It's been pretty well reported. This this movie is set a few years before that all happens. So it's, um, it's basically in the time frame of... Um, Civil War time frame, you know, that movie, Captain America, Civil War, kind of in that era. 
so she's in it. Uh, there, there are some other great cast members in this movie. Uh, Rachel Weisz, David Harbour from uh, Stranger Things. And this, uh, this woman that plays uh, Natasha's sister. Again, not a spoiler because I don't consider trailer stuff, but you see it in the trailers. Florence Pugh, I think is how you say her name. Uh, she plays um, uh, Black Widow or Natasha's sister in the movie. And I think she's great. I think actually she's probably the best thing in the movie. I think she's really solid. She holds her own. Uh, I do like David Harbour a lot. He, he always looks like he's having a fun time uh, with, with the stuff that he does, you know, Stranger Things. Uh, and in this movie, he looks like he's having a, having a good time. So I, I, I appreciate that. I, I like it when I see <laughs> when it looks like people are enjoying themselves in, in whatever they do. So, so that's good that, um, I liked him. And, uh, so it's, it's, it's pretty actiony. Um, there's a lot of story. We get a lot of background on, on Black Widow, obviously. Again, I don't think this is spoilers. And I liked it a lot. I've been hearing, you know, some you know, not super positive people or not positive uh, reviews. Some people kind of not really liking it and all this. And I think, I think it's, I think there's a few things happening there. I think it's been a while since we've had a big Marvel movie. I think the last big, you know, movie release we had was Endgame. And, you know, I mean, my goodness, you had every Avenger in it. You had everything going on in that, Thanos and all. So I think there's this, I don't know, maybe this feeling that these things need to be so huge. But this is not uh, that kind of movie. This is not an earth-ending, you know, kind of, you know, all stakes are on the table kind of thing at all. Although there is a lot of action, a lot going on, and, and there kind of actually is, and I don't want to say any more, but there is a pretty big thing going on in this movie. But it, it's, I think there's some of that. I think some people get kind of wound up by a lot of these Marvel movies. And there's also the, you know, the usual, like, people maybe are worn down on comic book stuff. I mean, I love comics, so I love these things. And we've had these Marvel television shows, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, and now we have Loki. All of these things have been great. Uh, but I think it's kind of in that, like, realm of, you know, like the Ant-Man movies. Ant-Man? Did I say Ant-Men? I mean Ant-Man. Uh, it, it's you got to like look at it this is a character kind of study a little bit we're learning a lot about the character we're learning about her family and, and and getting a lot of background so it's i'm not quite sure what i i haven't really i don't pay attention a lot to what everybody else has to say i just kind of say if i enjoy it that's you know good is it as amazing or as exciting as some of those last Avenger movies? No, it isn't. Of course not. You know, there, there was big stuff going on there, but that doesn't, I don't feel that really diminishes it. So enough about that though. I think it's, I think it's a good movie. If you like the Marvel stuff, if you like Black Widow as a character, go check it out. Uh, you get to, um, you really learn a lot, I think. And, um, plus uh, one last thing, stay through the whole credits. Cause there's a little teaser scene that's setting something up and I'm not going to say anything more, but make sure you stay. And it's, it's pretty short, but you got to wait through all the credits, which uh, take a while, uh, five, six, seven minutes or something of credits. Not as long as some of those Marvel, <clears throat> those Marvel television shows credits are. My goodness, those things are, are long. Why are they so long? <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with, there's all these people that work on it, but couldn't they just sort of speed it up a little bit? You know, like literally just, amp up how fast the credits show i don't know it's um 
there was a mid credit, I think, scene in one of, I think, episode three or so or four of Loki. I forget which one it was. I think they've only done it once so far. I think it was between four and five. Yeah. Um, but um, or ep- at the end of episode four. But I almost missed it because I'm not used to having those for the TV show. And I'm now going to take a just pause the tape here. Pause the recording for a second while I get a drink. All right, Uh, so that is enough about Black Widow, and let's move on to some other things. What have I been watching? I finished up a few things, actually. Uh, Shadow and Bone finished season, um, the first season of that I finished up, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know. It's kind of, it feels like a hodgepodge of a lot of stuff I've seen kind of before. I'm not down on it. The production is really good. I like I like the actors and the characters. Although the bad guy, uh, in he he's he's kind of a bad guy in the Punisher Netflix show. So I'm kind of he some he comes off to me as kind of one note, you know, a little bit. I mean he 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 seems like a good enough actor and good enough guy, but I. I've like seen him in back-to-back kind of bad guy roles, so that's kind of bugging me a little bit. And he just has a certain—he's a little too pretty for for like I don't know—is that a thing I can say? I, I guess I can. I, I already did, but um, he just seems a little like everyone else in the show. Well, not everyone else, but a lot of the characters in the show are kind of beat up. They've got dirt. They've got problems. They've got this. They've got that. But except for a couple of scenes, this guy, man, it looks like he just popped out of a out of a high end hair salon. You know, he's got this nice beard, this nice hair going. I don't know. There's there's something. I always have a hard time with with somebody who looks. You know, this is sort of in a fantasy setting, and they they just look too modern. Is that a, it, that's maybe the what I'm what I'm getting at? And I'm probably over talking about this one little thing. But, you know, like, 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 uh, I don't know, they're just, there's just something about that that takes me out of it just slightly, but, um, but it's okay. It's a good, it's a good show. So, and, um, and I had wrapped up, I already mentioned this before I'd wrapped up the Sabrina thing on, on Netflix, which I enjoyed. I thought that that was enjoyable. Um, kind of took me a long haul to get through it. One thing about that show was, um, those episodes were all pretty long. Like they were all like, I mean, they didn't seem to drag, but every episode was, was a good hour. Uh, unlike a lot of shows, even hour long, you know, Netflix shows, they bounce around sometimes 45 minutes, give or take, you know. Uh, and then if you watch like regular TV, like I do with my TiVo, I mean, those are like 40 minute shows. So something about having a whole long hour episodes seems a little bit, uh, it takes a while maybe a little bit longer to get through but uh um i'm about to start uh sweet tooth which is based on a comic i'm about to start that on netflix completely un non-genre show but i'm finally on the ted lasso train i uh i um i'm watching that uh, with jason sudakis sudakis how do you say his name it's really really good very charming my uh, one of my sons had watched it and, and recommended it so that's good. Watching Mosquito Coast uh, on Apple TV, which is good, really good, cool, very different kind of show. Not not a sci-fi thing, really, but a 
about a guy who's kind of a scientist guy, so uh, I like that. I did finish Mythic Quest Season 2, which was fantastic. Had a couple really different episodes in it. I think I mentioned before, they uh, also surprised me a little bit. I, I was watching, I think it was episode, it's episode 9. Season 2 has 9 episodes, and I thought there was 10. And I kept, as I was watching the last, the ninth episode, I said, wow, this seems like it's a season finale. And sure enough, it turned out to be that. But at first, I really had thought they had 10 episodes in the in the second season. But so um, so I'm kind of now going to be kind of starting some new things. Like I said, Sweet Tooth on Netflix. I wanted to watch that Cursed show, but I just read that uh, Keith on the Facebook group posted up. It only got one season. I still might watch it. Uh, just to see what it's like, um, but um, but there's so much stuff. There's just so much um, to see. Uh, you know, there's there's just it's just so crazy. Uh, and I watched oh oh the big one probably I watched last weekend. I don't think I did. I talk about this in the brief thing I did last weekend. I don't. No, I don't think I did because I don't think I'd watched it yet. Uh, the Tomorrow More. Tomorrow. Did I say Tomorrow More? That's weird. Tomorrow War. Uh, with Chris uh, Chris Pratt, um, that was um, last weekend's thing, big big thing on uh, Amazon Prime, right? About basically people coming back in time about thirty years from the future, saying all these aliens are on Earth and they're basically practically wiped out the whole planet population, and they were recruiting people from the past to come fight in the future which on the surface seems like a stupid idea, right? <laughs> I'm like, maybe instead you should just bring them like future tech, prepare them and, and stuff. It, it just seems like like you're just making the job easier. You're bringing these raw recruits to the future, and most of the time they're just getting wiped out by the aliens. So it was a fun movie, goofy kind of. I, I you know sitting at home just watching it on prime so i mean like it doesn't doesn't take a whole lot doesn't cost me anything more um chris pratt's always fun to watch the aliens probably the best thing is they had some crazy aliens in that uh movie which were very um well done the effects and things so uh, yeah it was okay it was good uh, i mean it was uh yeah we'll just put it at that um what else i think uh that's kind of wrapping up what I what I've been watching for the most part. I think a couple of things still on network. I'm still watching. We've got two more episodes of Flash. Oh, Superman and Lois finally comes back this week. It was off the air for what about a month? I think or so. Uh, I think we've still got some DC Legends tomorrow. A couple episodes, maybe a few episodes of that left for the season. Supergirl will be back to finish its run. I think it comes back in August. Stargirl is coming back um, in August. We're getting another season of that. Titans is coming back soon. Uh, the Doom Patrol series is coming back soon. Those DC shows, both of those are really good. I think all that stuff is now on HBO Max because they've kind of got all the DC things over there, Justice League stuff, animated movies. It's got a lot of the DC animated movies, and I've mentioned this before. and I did a whole podcast, I think, about them. Those are really great. If you guys are comic fans, um, check a few of those out. Uh, there's a ton of them uh, out, uh, probably 30 or 40 of them now, something like that. Uh, they're In general, they, they, they are, I would say, three-quarters of them are really good. <laughs> there's a couple of clunkers, and, 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 and even the, 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 the rest are just, you know, they're okay. So they, they've, 
They've done a great job with those animated films. I kind of almost wish. I mean, Marvel has its big live action stuff, right? And I'm happy that they've got, you know, people groan about Disney buying them. But we've got this thing coming uh, or this situation where they're doing these little Marvel TV shows. And some of them, I was about to say, I wish we had some Marvel, more Marvel animated stuff. And we are going to be getting that. There was a trailer, uh, a new new trailer for it um, that just popped up uh, a few days ago, I think, for this What If um, animated show from, um, from Marvel, which is basically like, uh, you know, it's like if Peggy Carter became kind of Captain America. I don't, I don't think she's called Captain America. Maybe she's called something like that, Lady Liberty or something. Maybe, um, but it's this different take. You know, there was um, Marvel used to do a what if comic book. You know, it would be like somebody else gets spider powers, or or what if somebody else was Captain America, or what if somebody else was was Iron Man. Uh, all that kind of idea of things you know what if what if uh, stories you know this alternate history or kind of parallel universe thing like for the star trek people that kind of idea so um so that looks good that's animated uh, i think they're doing another another one or two animated things they also have the um which i've watched about four or five of the episodes they're okay um but the um uh, i'm watching the uh, what am i trying to say modok on hulu uh, which is a Marvel show, but on Hulu for some reason, and it's not on Disney Plus. I still don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure there's some reason behind it, but um, you know, who knows? Maybe that property got sucked up by Hulu before um, before Disney got Marvel. I don't know. Um, oh, the other thing that's back that's had about three episodes so far is Rick and Morty. Uh, that show is is just I, I love that show so much. It's just so bonkers, off the wall. Um, and funny and, and everything. It's just, and, and it's super, I've said this, I think before, but it's super inventive. Like, like they keep coming up with these just wacky, crazy ideas and they run with them. Uh, it, it's impossible to really even describe if you haven't seen it. I mean, it's basically about this Rick character who's the grandfather of this family. He kind of lives with them, but he's this super smart scientist, but he's also kind of a, he's kind of a, He's kind of an ass is, is the best way I could say that. He's kind of a jerk to everybody almost. And Morty is his grandson, and they go on these adventures. But the rest of the family gets involved too. If you've never seen Rick and Morty, definitely check it out. It's crude, though, I'll warn you. They bleep um, on comedy. Was it? No, sorry, Cartoon Network, right? Uh, they bleep out the curse words. But if you watch it on other services, you know, they're, they're in there. So there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of cursing, and you can kind of figure out even when they bleep them what they're saying. So if you don't like that stuff, it's not your kind of show. All right, let me take a break. We're almost almost 23, 4 minutes into the show. So let me take a break, and then I will try to assemble a couple of musical clips and, and things to talk about to music in, let's say, songs, not just music, but, but um, taking sort of popular songs and slipping them into versions of popular songs and slipping them into um, TV and film, which is a huge topic. <laughs> it's really a huge topic. So I will see what I can do about that. Hey, this is Ethan Phillips from Star Trek Voyager, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. All right, let's, uh, so let's talk about a few things here. So first off, you know, this idea of um, music replacements, you know, in... Um, mostly tv not really movies i don't think i don't i don't so i don't 
think they do this that much for movies. I'm sure there are some examples when a movie, you know, a movie goes out to the theaters, right? And then later on it's released to, to DVD, Blu-ray, blah, 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 VHS back in the day and so forth. I'm sure there are times where the musical rights, you know, were not there. One of the things I know movies have always done, you know, or did yeah, still do maybe a little bit. I guess it still happens. It's always a little bit odd to me, but big movies sometimes will put out like two different soundtracks, right? And usually that's just the, there's one that has sort of the orchestra, the music written for the movie, right? And then there's another one that will contain like the songs, right? For example, Top Gun is the one that comes to mind for me a lot. Um, such a great film, a classic, a true classic, and, you know, has a a great score or music, you know, for, you know, a lot of the scenes and things like that, but there's a lot of songs. There, there's a good 10, 12 or something, very well-known songs from in that movie, right? Uh, you know, the Kenny Loggins one, you know, is, is, is probably the biggest well-known one from it, but uh, there's a couple of others in there. But I don't think that's been changed or altered when it's been shown on like cable television or it's been released on uh, DVD, Blu-ray, and so on. I think it keeps it. But television is a different story, and and I'm not gonna. This isn't gonna only be focused on genre, you know, sci-fi, fantasy shows, because it 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 happens a lot in other things. I'll try to focus more on the genre shows that I've noticed and things happen, this, you know, this happens too. But um, it certainly happens to other things. And it all really boils down to, frankly, um, music licensing, okay? They, a lot of these things, they just basically, they get the license for the show to when it's broadcast, right? But when it goes into either sometimes what's, What's known, it's not quite called this quite as much anymore, but syndication or these days streaming, um, like on networks like, you know, Amazon Prime or Hulu or Peacock now or who knows what, um, you know, HBO Max. There's just a bajillion of them, right? Um, but the but when it goes to those things and when it goes to home video release like DVD, for example, for the most part... Um, things have things change they have to they would have to it's and I'm, I'm really oversimplifying a lot of this but essentially sometimes it's almost impossible for them to get the rights because of the songs that are in there there may be too many of them might be hard to get get all the let's say legal stuff taken care of by the time they want the the show to be on like tbs or on hulu or whatever or to be on dvd out on dvd they may not just have the time to get get something settled, right? So they, you know, or and or, and probably even a bigger reason is it costs them a lot of money. You know, it, it's it's a bunch of money. Like, hey, we would like to use your song. You know, you you use your song in I don't know, episode two of season three, and and then they, you know. Well, that's going to cost you like, you know, $500,000 or something like that, something crazy or whatever. But um, there's a few, I was doing a little Googling while I took the break, and there's a few articles up on this. A couple of big, uh, big older shows, comedies, The Wonder Years, WRKRP in Cincinnati, which was about a radio station. <laughs> so 
the, these these shows have have had a hard time with this. They um, there's a couple of places though. It looks like um, Shout Factory is one, um, and, and another place called Star Vista. It says, uh, let me just read this little blurb in this article that I'm seeing here on Vox.com. It's called "As the Physical Media Era Comes to a Close," which is kind of true. Um, the number of companies willing to pay the hefty fees necessary to close out music licensing deals has pretty much dwindled to two. Star Vista, which released Wonder Years, and Shout Factory, which released WKRP. Both companies have long-standing relationships with record companies that make closing these deals for individual songs easier to accomplish. So that's a kind of um, that's a kind of answer for you there that tells you about the, you know, the difficulties and, and copyright law and all this. I don't know what, what I don't, and it's hard for me to say because of current shows, if I always think to myself when I, when I hear about this, well, okay, the, wouldn't the problem get solved if they just bought all the licensing up front, like said, you know, hey, we're Big Bang Theory, or hey, we're whatever, some more current show. Um, we would like to use your song, and we would like to have rights to use it in when it's broadcast, when it goes to cable, you know, uh, streaming services, to DVD, Blu-rays, whatever. We want to be able to use this song in our show, period. You know, and I, I don't know if they do that now, if that's you know, I guess I could see places might be a little bit hesitant because, well, what if a show becomes a really big hit, for example, when it's first first airing, you know, it's this. Smallville, for example, comes to mind to, to me, you know, um, that show, you know, ran for like 10 whole seasons, had a lot of, a lot of uh, modern music used in it. And I, I got to take a quick look here. I'm going to take a quick break. But I, I believe I haven't watched a lot of um, since I watched the original airings. But I want to see if this one's had a lot of replacement music put in. Hang on. Well, it looks like I don't know if this is true for all the seasons, but I'm finding the looks like for Smallville that they, they kept the music pretty intact and they were able to Warner. It looks like put up the money and and they thought it was important to keep it that way um one of the things that i was thinking about as i was looking through and googling and thinking about this uh, topic i used to back in the day especially with a with well really only when i had a vhs um when i did videotape i never really graduated to doing dvd tv recording even though i had a I had a unit that was capable of doing that, but basically, you know, back uh, back in VHS times, I would record a ton of stuff on 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 VHS. I mean, not a huge amount. I mean, I would I, I recorded things like um, Babylon Five. I recorded Star Trek stuff, of course. Um, anything related to Star Wars that broadcast. Um, and some, see even some animated cartoon shows and. I think I did record another a big one that comes to mind when I'm on this topic is Quantum Leap. Um, that um, that show was kind of has been become kind of notorious a little bit for replacing all the music, and the music in that show was hugely important um, because when Sam would leap back, and now I feel like I want to play the Quantum Leap uh, 
uh, music or, or theme. I might play that for in a second. Uh, but when Sam would leap back, you know, it because he would be in different eras throughout his his lifetime. He, you know, the music that he would hear that it would set the it's it's very much it would set the time right set the time in the era that he was in. So. So when you would leap, you know, you immediately could figure out, like sometimes they would just have a song playing, you could immediately figure out that they, um, you know, where they were, where he was, whatever. You guys know what I'm saying. So, hey, let's play some Quantum Leap theme. Theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better. His only guide on this journey is Al, an observer from his own time, who appears in the form of a hologram that only Sam can see and hear. And so Dr. Beckett finds himself leaping from life to life, striving to put right what once went wrong, and hoping each time that his next leap will be the leap home. Yeah, so there's some Quantum Leap for you. Love that show. And that's this show that, that get its music changed quite a bit. This is a really interesting topic the more I think about it and the more I talk about it. I was flipping through a couple of other articles. There's a great show called Freaks and Geeks, which which has a an amazing cast that's gone on to do pretty much everyone in that cast has had a great career. Uh, some more than others, but, but done really well. Anyway, the uh, thing I'm reading here is which makes me want to watch it now if it's on Hulu. This is a pretty recent article. This is from April 20, April 21st, 2021, or in the New York Times, talking about music rights and things like that. Um, but Freaks and Geeks, apparently, and I have a DVD set of it, um, but I think the soundtrack might have got changed on that. But they said uh, it's on Hulu here, and they said it's with its vintage soundtrack intact. So you kind of... I keep Googling and searching, hey, if anyone listens to this podcast, email me, treksf at gmail.com. But I keep looking for, I would love a com- somewhat of a comprehensive list of like TV show X. Like the one that one that keeps popping up a lot is um, Dawson's Creek, which I never watched. It, you know, it's not a genre show, but 
I don't know why I didn't watch it. It's a good show from everything that I've always heard, but but anyway, kind of reminds me a little bit about uh, oh, like a little bit like Riverdale is now, uh, which I do enjoy Riverdale. Ridiculous show, <laughs> but it's fun. Um, but I guess that soundtrack got changed a lot, and they used a lot of popular music. And it looks like it says here that the even the theme song, even that theme song to Dawson's Creek, they couldn't hang on to when it when it ended up on Netflix. I, I don't know about if DVDs are different or not, but but man, I would love. I, I think you probably have to do just, I don't know if there's anyone out there or any place out there that's created any kind of a listing, but you almost have to do it one for one, like search for just a particular show like Smallville, like, or Dawson's Creek, Freaks and Geeks, uh, Quantum Leap, uh, and, and find out what, you know, what they've used, what, um, what's in it, uh, I think things are better now. I think I think the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s, I think this was a bigger problem. I think it's better now. I think because we're in a world of streaming, we're in a world of DVD, Blu-ray, or whatever. We're in that world. When some of these shows were first out, um, there was syndication in that, um, but it, it, things weren't as big. Like People didn't think that in 20, 30, 40, whatever years have gone by, people would still be wanting to watch this stuff, right? So um, there's a little bit in this article, in this New York Times article about this show called Burn Notice, which which I really enjoyed that show. But it, 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 I guess it was pretty low budget, especially in the early years. And the guy used a lot of like independent music and he didn't, he didn't use music that would cost him money or have a problem later on that much. Um, but anyway... Uh, the start of this article is kind of funny. I'm switching back to Dawson's Creek for a second. For years, whenever Paula Cole's phone started lighting up, it usually meant one thing. Dawson's Creek had arrived on another streaming platform. Because <laughs> she did that classic song. I mean, everyone's heard that song. I I, I don't want to wait, right? Um, she did that theme song. It's, it's, it's crazy that, to me, that's so identifiable with that show. <laughs> It would be like the Smallville opening. I mean that that um, Remy. I think it's Remy Zero is the is the group that does that. I, I mean, you guys, you can't change, you can't change that song. It's it's crazy, just crazy to me. Oh, legalese and money is just is just something. So, um, but um, but anyway, the, the so this is a big topic, and uh, you know, I'm not anywhere near touching it. What did I? I, I had another thing. Oh, I, I'm finding. Uh, I know there's been a lot of controversy over the last year or so about Joss Whedon, but but be that as it may, there's a good phrase. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is still just a great show and a classic. Um, I think it looks like, and that show used a lot of really cool music of the time, not super popular stuff, not not really. They had this group called Nerf Herder. Um, and I'll try to I'll play a little Buffy, and they even did a whole musical episode, which was fantastic. I love that show. I, I, I really I don't do rewatches like a lot of people do. A lot of rewatch of old shows. I don't really do it. I've mentioned before, but it's hard to find the time to rewatch when there's so much new stuff. But that's a show I would like to sit down and watch. And it's it's on um, what's it on? I think it's on Amazon Prime now. I think it's on maybe a couple things. It might be on Hulu too. Um, 
one of the controversies on that show, the big one is, is they keep pushing for a Blu-ray release and, and they did one, I think overseas and they cropped the heck out of it. Like they messed it up. There's, there's whole, there's a whole website devoted to it and a Facebook group, but, um, maybe one day they will release these things the way they're supposed to be. I think we're in this, you know, time of nostalgia and other things that like, you almost want to be able to pick whatever version of, of something that you want. You know, I want the original, not changed, not altered, nothing done to it. It's kind of like the Star Wars films, right? The, the original trilogy, the, the, there's something online you can, without much searching, it's not too hard to find. There's something called the de-specialized versions. So you remember in the late 90s when George Lucas went back and changed a bunch of stuff in those movies, right? The Han shooting Greedo thing was the the, the huge mess. That that was probably the goofiest thing of all, in my opinion. But but he had a lot of he added a, in a lot of special effects. He changed a few things here and there. Um, first movie really got probably the biggest like kind of you know added things because you know his budget was actually you know his he, what he had for that film wasn't wasn't what he really wanted and and I get it but. Again, it's. I would love to be able to just sort of push a button whenever I want to watch like one of these shows or TV. You know, if I paid for it or whatever, and say, okay, you know, Rico, what which version of Star Wars do you want to watch tonight, or which version of Star Trek? You know, Star Trek did the the thing about Star Trek though, um, and I think they've got a new fiftieth, fifty fifth. We're at the fifty fifth anniversary now of the original series from started in nineteen sixty six. They're putting out a whole new Blu-ray set and all that, and I haven't, frankly, uh, I'll admit, I haven't read all the details about it, but it, um, at least it seems you can still watch the original Trek versus the, you know, the enhanced ones that they did with the added um, changed effects, and the, and they also cleaned up the, um, the, the prints, too, so... They got two things going on in that the you know they added added some modern effects and they also obviously cleaned up the footage and stuff and made it clearer and crisper and things to a degree. So, um, but I like the fact that you can still do both if you want, right? I have visions one day in the far flung future, uh, if everything gets digitized enough, that you'll actually be able to do what you want almost at your desktop, right? As long as you pay for, I want to be able to watch the original Star Trek. We'll call it just that. I want to watch the original Star Trek, and you pay some fee or whatever, and you can literally assemble it on your own. Like, and without even, I'm not talking about going into some kind of video editing program. I'm just saying, hey, I might like to watch the original Star Trek with the original effects, but just the cleaned up video stuff, you know, put in too. Right. Although that might look a little weird because the effects wouldn't be cleaned up, but you get what I'm saying. So uh, I feel like I need a break to play a song here. So let me just grab something from Buffy and play it and I'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this topic, which is a, really an interesting one. When I when I, I it came to me, you know, hey, I've already done time travel. What am I going to talk about? And I, I think it's because of um, I'll mention before I, I take a quick break here and play some Buffy music. The. Um, uh, there's a show called The Discovery of Witches, A uh, Discovery of Witches, which is based on a book series, a trilogy. I've just finished the second season of that. That's another one that I just wrapped up. Really good. The books are better. The books have got more detail, but it's fun to see the show. Anyway, they've they've um, done a couple of new versions of a song. One is Time in a, Jim Croce's Time in a Bottle, 
which which somebody else did a, a different version of it. That's another thing sometimes these shows can do and make it a little easier, where if they just purchase the rights to the song, but a cover version of it, like a, you know, say a Beatles song, but not the really the Beatles song, but a cover version of it, it's it's going to be a lot cheaper for them to do that. Um, but they used a couple of songs that I know very well in that show, and and they fit super super well, and I really liked it. Uh, so and they have they do have actually a soundtrack on uh, Amazon if anyone's watching that show. But anyway, here's some Buffy music. I'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, cool topic about music being replaced in um, TV shows. Every single night, the same arrangement, I go out and fight the fight. Still I always feel the strangest estrangement, nothing here is real, nothing here is right. I've been making shows of trading blows, just hoping no one knows that I've been going through the motions, walking through the part. Nothing seems to penetrate my heart. I was always brave and kind of righteous, now I find I'm wavering. Crawl out of your grave, you find this fight just doesn't mean a thing. She ain't got that swing. Thanks for noticing. She's really well with fiends from hell, but lately we can tell that she's just going through the motions, faking it somehow. She's not even half the girl she oh. Will I stay this way forever? Sleepwalk through my life's endeavor. How can I repay? Whatever I don't want to be. Going through the motions, losing all my drive. I can't even see if this is really me. And I just want to be. Yeah, that's from the musical episode of Buffy with uh, Sarah Michelle Geller singing that song. Uh, so another show from way back in the, uh, what was it, 80s? Yeah, 80s, um, is uh, Miami Vice. Not a genre thing, of course, but um, that show used a lot of current of the day music. And uh, I think that, I don't think it's ever, I think I don't think it's ever come out on DVD. I actually didn't watch Miami Vice that much. I watched some of it. It wasn't really something I was interested in that much for some reason. I don't know. I remember it being very cool in the first, like, first season, like the first pilot episode, especially in the first season. And then, uh, but boy, it was in it. That was one of those shows that really created uh, a lot around it, you know, the fashion and music and, and, and just a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, things from that show, uh, but um, yeah, I, I probably kind of wind this topic down a little bit. I, I mean, again, it, I've been looking and looking, and it's really hard to find anything that's a that's any kind of a complete listing. It, you got to do it a little bit show by show. Um, I, I I've run into this occasionally o- over the years, although in in sci fi and fantasy, it, it's it's not as 
much of a thing. It really isn't. Uh, Quantum Leap was one that really came to mind. Uh, and see, I, I slipped in some time travel stuff there anyway. <laughs> see how I did that? But um, but that was one that, you know, the, they had a lot of music in it, and and it would really be affected by by changing that. Um, Smallville was another one. Um, they're not, I, I don't think I'm really noticing, and I think this is another factor here, but in, in the, uh, Superman and Lois show, I don't think I'm really noticing them using a, a, a ton of, of current songs of any kind of songs that I re- recognize that much, uh, that, you know, it's, it doesn't seem to be in there now. The Flash TV show, let's talk about some of these more recent shows. Flash TV show has used quite a few. Um, Supergirl as well. They, they have used some, some current songs, some modern music that I'm familiar with. So, And I think those have been pretty much coming out regularly. I, I, I don't really, I haven't really been picking those up on physical media. Um, I think I bought maybe a season or two of each so far of those. Um, Green Arrow... Yeah, they used it a little bit, or Arrow, I should say, um, but definitely on uh, Flash, and because I think it's a bit of a younger uh, show, younger demographic a bit. Um, the Flash is a pretty young character, and so they're using some music there. But I don't know, or I don't think I think those guys, like I said earlier, I think I think people are more savvy about this now, and they don't want to mess with this. I can't even imagine. I wonder whose job it is at these things, you know, like, hey, whether here's a show from like 20 years ago. We don't have the music right. So any anytime there's a song in these shows, go through this and here's a list maybe, or you got to go through it. And anytime there's a song that we don't have the rights to, you got to find something to replace it. And then even, whatever they find to replace it, they, they've got to pay whoever those people are, right? You know, but um, it's, it's really interesting. Um, there, I think this is not something, like I said, I don't think this has really happened with movies that much, but I think that there are some, some small situations. And the other thing that I'm not talking about uh, is uh, overseas and, and outside of the country, uh, how, how these things might be changed when you go to another different country, whether the music, you know, is it, is it dubbed, um, you know, if the show is dubbed uh, with, with, do they, do they change the song? Do they do a dubbed version of the song? What do they do? I don't know. Anyone from international, I'm always curious about that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I've traveled when I've traveled, I've popped on TVs and seen shows, but I, I, I don't think they, they, they usually typically will change the music unless it's been changed before it was sent to them. But I don't mean they don't locally, locally change it. You know, sometimes like I'll watch, I'm a, I'm I'm like a more than, well, I I watch some anime. Let me put it, you know, I watch some anime that's on um, Netflix typically. And I've watched some other things, some stuff I've picked up on DVD. But what I notice is, and I'll watch sometimes subtitle ones and dubbed ones. But if I watch the dubbed ones where they've, you know, replaced the voices, there's a show on Netflix that I've been working my way very, very slowly through called Sword Art Online. It's kind of a uh, D&D kind of a show, sort of. Um, people trapped in this kind of video game thing. But anyway, it's fantasy. And the music at the beginning of the show, the theme song is in Japanese, but the show is dubbed in English. You know, they don't change the song. They'll do subtitles with the song, you know, to tell you what the words are. 
but they don't change the music. And that's probably the reverse is probably true. Shows that are done in the United States in English with English songs, probably the songs stay intact. And I know when I've traveled to other countries, the, you know, you'll hear, notice this a lot in Germany, even in China, they, the radios over there, the radio stations and television as well, they'll play, you know, American songs, you know, in English. They don't, and they'll do sometimes covers of them. People will sometimes do a song, you know, version of a popular song, you know, but do it in the local language. But they play a ton of music from the West over there. And uh, so interesting thing. Interesting topic, huh? I, I, I liked it. I, I hope you guys did too. I, I enjoyed this one. It was kind of a ad hoc kind of last minute thought because I said, oh, geez, I, I did a whole show about time travel only about five years ago even so time flies all right everyone um i think that's about it uh, i um i think i'm gonna wrap this up next week again mark will be here with a guest cast he's probably gonna cover another outer limits episode i think and i'll be back in two weeks with a patreon chat show which should be a lot of fun so i uh, hope everyone's taking care of themselves and doing well uh i will um I think I'm going to sign off. So that's about it. I will probably end the song and the end the show with another music song from a television show. Uh, I think Smallville theme. Yeah, we want to hear that, don't we? It's such a good song. All right, everyone, take care of yourselves. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye bye. This has been a Rick Dosti podcast production.